As you know, this journey can feel very overwhelming and daunting at times, confusing. Maybe you don't know where to go or what to do or how to make things better. Maybe you've learned about some tools, whether it's journaling or meditation, prayer, or anything else that you've heard about and you tried it, but you didn't actually feel any better. Whether it's a feeling of stress or overwhelm or inadequacy, or if you're a woman, maybe struggling with a trauma trigger or feelings of depression and anger, you just feel overwhelmed in this situation and you try to do something about it, but the tool doesn't really help. You're not really making progress like you hoped that you would, and you're left feeling the same way. In this episode, I want to share with you exactly how you can start to feel better quickly and find resolution to these feelings instead of just talking about or journaling about them, but not finding any closure or peace. I want to share with you an example. I had a conversation with a client and he shared with me that one of his biggest triggers was feeling overwhelming amounts of stress. And then he turned to pornography or food or YouTube as a way to escape his pain and the overwhelm that he felt. And so he learned about from uh, different, different books and different podcasts, he learned about meditation. He thought, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. So when he tried meditation, he did that for a week, a couple of weeks, but he told me afterwards that even though he meditated and he remembered to do it in the moments he felt stressed, he would meditate, but then afterwards he would still feel bad and he would still end up going back to these old patterns and he became very frustrated because he was trying, but it just really wasn't working for him. So the thing that I wanted to share with him, which is the principle that I want to share with all of you today in this episode, is that for this particular person, the underlying issue were the feelings of inadequacy that he felt, which created this overwhelm and the stress. And for him, I wanted to spend more time going a little deeper into what he meant. What was his experience? When he said, I felt really, really stressed, what did he mean exactly? What we discovered is that when he felt stressed, really, that was just kind of a, a more vague or a general high-level word to describe the feelings of inadequacy that he felt because of this perfectionistic tendency that he had. So whenever he would be at work and he'd fall behind on a deadline, or whenever he would make a decision that ended up not being a very good decision, or if at home there was conflict with his wife and she would bring something up about the past, he would feel horrible about it, all because he wasn't measuring up to the standards that he had for himself. And so he would use the word stressed, but the more we spent time unpacking that, it was really a sense of inadequacy. And it was perfectionism. It was this idea of perfectionism that was getting in the way for him. The thing that I wanted to impart to him that I also want to share with you is that no amount of meditation is going to resolve those feelings. Meditation, I think about, this is a weird analogy, but I think about meditation or journaling, or any number of these other tools that are very helpful, by the way, but I think people use them for the wrong purpose. So the, the analogy that I have is, imagine you're going whitewater rafting, and you hit a rock, you get flown off the boat, and then you somehow find your way underneath the boat, and you can't breathe, and you start to get, you start to flail around, you panic, you get overwhelmed. Meditation is so helpful for you to regain your composure if your head is under the boat. If you're frantic and flailing around, the chances of you finding a successful path out of the boat actually go down. Then if you were to compose yourself, open your eyes underwater, see what's going on, or if you can't open your eyes, you just feel your way around, eventually getting you out from under that difficult situation. 
So meditation is something very similar. The goal of meditation isn't to resolve your problems. The goal, in my mind, one of the goals anyways of meditation, is to help you gain your composure so you can then identify what your problem is. Another analogy that I use for people, I think I've used it before on the podcast, but very briefly, if you haven't heard this, I think about, imagine being on a hike, and you're out on a hike, and it's a beautiful place, and you're with your spouse, your family, your friends, whoever, and you have this piercing rock in your shoe. And every step that you take, it digs further and further into the sole of your foot, and it hurts. So meditation is like stepping off of the trail, sitting on the bench, taking your shoe off, and looking inside of your shoe. That's meditation. That's journaling. That's talking to a friend. It helps you get clearer about what is actually happening for you. Where is this pain coming from? What's the root of this issue? And so often men misunderstand that meditation doesn't solve the issue. Meditation, if all you do is meditate, it's the same as you taking your shoe off and realizing, oh, that's where it's coming from. I have this massive rock in the bottom of my shoe that's you know, piercing my skin every step that I take. Huh, okay, well, that's good to know. And then they put the shoe right back on. That's meditation, that's journaling. While I think it's so helpful to have those tools, it's more of a half step. And so if people use them as the solve to their problems, that's why they don't feel like they're making progress. That's why they don't feel any better after they do it. They might have a little bit more composure. They hopefully have a lot more clarity about why they're feeling what they're feeling and where they're experiencing that in their bodies. Meditation is so helpful to help you gain your composure. But then, again, that's the half step. But then the goal is now that you understand where this is coming from, what problem, what situation, what mindset issue, where, where is the breakdown, where is the conflict, so then you can actually take action on whatever situation needs your attention. So going back to this original client that I was just sharing with you, this story here, his issue was this unrealistic, unachievable standard of perfectionism and how he derived his worth from being as close to perfect as he could. He got a sense of worth feeling like I'm a good person if I'm doing everything right. That is a fatal mindset because there's no way to achieve that standard of perfectionism. And, and he knew that, but there was just this breakdown internally. A part of him already knew that. His head knew that, but his heart, his feelings didn't align with that. And so the work for him became redefining where he got his worth and challenging this idea of perfectionism so that he didn't feel inadequate all the time, which then he kind of uh, described as stress and overwhelm, and then he that's what caused him to act out. So the work... The, the work is to resolve that mindset issue and to change how he saw himself, develop new beliefs about who he is and where his worth comes from. When he did that work, that's when the problem, the stress, the overwhelm actually found, he found resolution. So just to summarize the principle, all the good tools that you might have access to have a place. But if they are misapplied or if you use them for an intention that if you use them to try to solve the problem, 
If you use meditation or journaling to solve the inadequacy, it's just not going to work and you're gonna feel discouraged because the idea is, well, if I meditate, I should feel better. When you don't, it's really, really discouraging and then people think, well, I don't know what to do now. I don't have any idea and then they get overwhelmed and then eventually they do something that they regret. If you've been wanting to overcome pornography for a long time, but you've struggled because you haven't had a customized game plan for your specific situation, then I'd love to help. I take on a few new clients every month and I work with them in a 12-week process to resolve the underlying issues that have led to their behavior. So by the end of the 12 weeks, you can be in a completely different place, feeling free and confident. And I give everybody that I work with a guarantee that if you don't completely overcome your struggle with pornography in those 12 weeks, then I'll work with you for free until you do. I'm with you to the end and you have nothing to lose. So if this sounds interesting to you and you want to be done with this problem in the next 12 weeks, then go to the website stopporn.info and you can get some more information there. All right, back to the show. I want to share with you a couple more examples just to make it as applicable as possible. So let's say you're having relationship issues and there's a breakdown in your marriage and there's a sense of loneliness that you both feel. And for a wife, she puts up a wall and there's a total disconnect. This is another conversation I had yesterday actually with somebody. His wife had put up a wall and there was a breakdown in their connection emotionally and their physical intimacy. And as a result of that breakdown, there was a big void that this created for the husband and, the, and his wife felt very, very isolated and alone. And so again, in the same way, he said, you know, I've learned all these tools in the past. He's read books and done all these things. And yesterday was our first conversation together. And I shared with him what I'm sharing with you right now, that those are good tools as a half step. And then that it, it, as we, as we ex I expressed this idea to him, it really clicked for him. And so I shared with him feedback about, okay, given your situation, given the breakdown that you and your wife are having, we need to isolate what the problem is. The problem is that she doesn't trust you. The problem is that because she's been lied to, because she feels so hurt and she doesn't know yet how to trust you, that's what we need to isolate and resolve. The solve in that is creating safety and trust. And so I said, it's great that you're meditating because that can help you to recenter. But the key is that from that centered place, it's to then solve the issue. It's working towards rebuilding trust and creating safety for her. And then I said, well, you might not know how to do that yet, and that's okay, but that then gives you your next step. Your next step, uh, this is, I also shared with him a quote that I heard from somebody, which made a lot of sense. He said that for in him, in his mind, he defines depression or sadness as a lack of options. And so, when he feels overwhelmed at work or with a, a business decision or whatever he's working on, he feels overwhelmed and sad. He reflects on, okay, I, I just don't have an answer right now. And then he has a little framework to walk himself through. What problem am I trying to solve? Well, I need to know how to do this. And then once you realize what problem you're solving, now you can start to get access. Now you can start to seek resources or help or mentorship or podcasts or books or there's so many different ways to figure out the answer to your question but unless you know what problem you're solving for you feel discouraged and sad and hopeless and then it becomes paralyzing and then again we cope in negative ways typically 
So in this particular situation, his husband, this, this particular husband needed to learn how to rebuild trust and create safety. And that's what I encouraged him to do. That's your next step. It's working towards learning what that looks like. And I've shared, you know, I've sh- I won't go deep into all that. I've shared uh, lots of tools and strategies for that. The, the principle that I want to convey in this episode is this is how to work through those issues is to have this framework or a series of steps that you can take a step back, meditate, journal, do whatever you need to do, prayer, whatever helps you to recenter, to then isolate. What's the problem here? What's the situation that needs resolution? And then you can work towards that. And if you don't know what to do, again, that's where it, that, that just becomes your next step is to figure out what steps to take. And it's the same process for a wife who's struggling. So in this particular example, her wall is up. She doesn't feel safe. And that's not, that, that's not how it's supposed to be. She should feel safe in her marriage. And because there's not safety, her wall is up and she's disconnected. Again, that's not good for either one of them. So we need to trace that back down to the root of it to resolve that because it, she, she is supposed to feel safe. She's supposed to have a foundation of trust. So when that's not there, she then has to compensate for that in a way that doesn't feel good for her either. She doesn't want to be behind a wall. She doesn't want to have to rely on emotional distance and detaching from her husband to make it through the day. So it's the same process. If she feels unsafe, that a part of what they can do in the relationship together is work towards creating that together because her contributing to this is really, really helpful. If she can contribute ideas and thoughts about what will help her feel safe, what is she looking for? What specific concerns does she have? Those are things that are so helpful to contribute so the husband knows how to help her feel safe and resolve those concerns because everybody has different concerns. If uh, the lack of trust or safety is more high level, but if you drill down more specifically into that, there are very specific concerns that she'll have. And so the conversations that they can have together can be very productive. And so there's things that she can do to work together with him to find this safety and the the resolution of these issues and concerns that she has, which is like, that's how it's supposed to be. We want to find closure and peace so that she doesn't need to rely on a wall for safety. Rather, she can rely on him for safety after he's done the work to create that for her. The third example that I want to share with you is what if there is a, a wife and her husband's not really invested and he's not really taking action. So she feels very neglected and unimportant. And then the belief that that creates in her or maybe reinforces in her is that she's not worthy. A feeling of not being important enough or worthy enough or good enough for him. So what does she do in that situation? I think her work is to separate herself from the situation and is to challenge those negative beliefs that it either creates in her or reinforces because ultimately I want so much for both people to find peace. And so if she's struggling with a lack of peace because the situation is causing her to feel like she's not enough, really, really good work involves challenging that belief and separating herself from her husband's actions. Because the reality is that whether or not her husband is showing up in the relationship, and investing and taking action and making changes if he's not doing that that's not because she's not enough 
That's not because she's not worthy of that. It's because of something inside of him. And so while she can't make him do anything, she can't make him get involved. She can't make him invest in the relationship. However, she can do such good work to change how she sees herself. I worked with a couple one time where it, this was the situation. Her husband wasn't really that invested. It was in the early stages of them trying to work on this. And the, the wife felt horrible about herself because she didn't feel like she was worth it for him to put in the effort. As we did the work together, she became aware through his sharing as he started to plug in and do the work. He was able to share with her why he was struggling and feeling so blocked and this feeling of paralysis and almost an inability to take action because of his own mindset. So when he shared that with her and said, honey, this has nothing to do with you. I'm stuck within myself and explained all the reasons why that was the case. That was a huge light bulb for her to help her see herself differently. And as a result of seeing herself differently, it helped her to rebuild her confidence. It helped her to feel more at peace with who she is. And that sense of confidence and worth and value that she felt was a huge part of what helped her to navigate this really difficult path, but from a very different energy. So her being able to recognize her, her separation from her husband's actions or inactions was a big part of what helped her. So this is why I also wanted to share this example here on this episode, because doing that inner work, regardless of the circumstance, doing the inner work is so, so powerful to help you find your center again so that then from that energy, you guys can figure out a path forward and how you guys can work together. Because most men that I work with who start out feeling resistant, it's not because of their wife. It's because of their own internal blocks. So that then becomes the first step is to identify what those are and help him find closure and resolve what those issues are so that then he can take steps much more naturally towards resolving this issue. So as we summarize this, my encouragement is that as you're listening to this, I hope these examples resonate with you, but even more so, I hope that the principle resonates with you that these good tools that you might have access to have a place, but the key to finding resolution and closure and taking the rock out of your shoe, right? I shared with you three different examples. The taking of the rock out of the shoe is resolving those issues. It's building trust. It's, it's doing the inner work. It's changing the negative beliefs about ourselves and redefining what those are. That is the work. That is you sitting on the bench, meditating to figure out, okay, what is it that's causing me the pain right now? What situation needs my attention? Then you get clear on, okay, what actions can I take to resolve this? That's you taking the shoe out of your rock, out of the, the rock out of your shoe. So you can put it back on and you can actually then find peace as you're walking down this path, navigating these issues that are, that are uh, going to be in front of you as you do. So my encouragement is to reflect on that this week. What's the biggest thing currently that's, the, what's the biggest rock in your shoe? And what steps can you take towards finding closure and resolution towards that? so that you can actually find peace, leaving issues resolved behind you, moving forward and feeling much more confident and optimistic about the future because you're actually resolving issues as you go. 